Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Content Etc. I am recording this on a weekend before it comes out and I am very excited to be awaiting the delivery of a new podcast microphone, which hopefully will make the audio quality just a little bit better because It can be really difficult to record without lots of little background noise. So you might occasionally hear birds and stuff in the background of my podcast. So today's topic is one which is quite foundational. I think you can use it across so many parts of your marketing. You can use it across socials. You can use it across blogging, podcasting, emails, anything, any part of your business, even when you're thinking of launching new offers and that is your content pillars or your pillar topics that you talk about and are known for in your business. So I want to start with a question to you. If I was to look at say your Instagram feed or your website or read a few of your emails, would I know at a glance with a few seconds what it is you do, what you talk about? Or are you just sort of throwing a lot of different things out there, a bit of a pick and mix of topics that aren't always related to the services you offer or the products that you sell? If your answer is, I don't really know, or "Eh, maybe, then you are in the right place. If you feel quite confident about your content pillars, this might still be really helpful to go back over some foundational information I always think too that your content pillars can change with your business. I recently sort of updated mine, so it's never a bad idea to relook at them and just make sure it's absolutely reflecting where you want to be at the moment. So for me, content pillars or topic pillars are a bit of a secret to organize purposeful and successful content, if such a thing exists. So it really helps you organize everything. It helps you stay on track with your marketing. And ultimately everything that you create within your business should be able to fit into your content pillars. So it does make it easier on you for planning. But first, before we sort of get into how to find your content pillars, which is what we're going to be doing at the end of this episode, let's go back to basics. So do you really need content pillars? I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You don't need them necessarily. So they are going to make your life easier. And I'm going to talk about that in a bit, but they're also going to make it easier for your audience or people who find you online to sort of self-select and either follow you or not follow you. And both of those things are really important. You know, we need people to choose not to follow us 
just as much as we need people to choose to follow us because there's no point having an audience in the hundreds of thousands if they're not aligned with what you do. So content pillars, which you may have also heard of referred to as like content buckets or like I said, topic pillars. They're these thematic groupings of the topics that you cover in your content marketing, but it can also just be in your business in general. It's that simple. Just groups of topics that you cover in your business and in your marketing. So the idea is that the pillars extend from sort of your overall niche or like positioning. If you don't like to look at yourself as having a niche, just what are you interested in and what are you selling? So you could have some general broad topics that you sort of work on and then you can sort of have more specific things that you talk about that sit underneath those overall content pillars. Together, they're going to help someone have a really clear idea of what you do and how you can help them more importantly. So if you have ever Googled content pillars, there is a huge mixed bag of results, of course. Um, That's partly because some people might also refer to pillar content, uh, which obviously sounds quite similar, but that is more of a strategy of creating content that can link out to a lot of other pieces of content within your blog or podcast or something like that. So that's not how I'm going to approach it. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about content pillars, which is the main categories of your content, defining what you'll talk about. So if you think about it in terms of say like a magazine, it could be like the sections of a magazine, but these are the sections of content or the sections of topics that make up your overall business. So let's talk first about why content pillars are gonna be great for you and why they're helpful. So I think content pillars make planning a lot easier. Here's an example that I've sort of shared with clients in the past. If you are, for example, publishing one blog post a week and you've got four content pillars, you could just do a blog post a week dedicated to each pillar topic. So week one is topic one, week two is topic two, and so on and so forth. That's a really simple way to plan content outside your launch periods. And then when you are leading up to a launch or promotion, you can just focus on the pillar or the topic that relates to whatever it is you're launching. Sometimes when I'm brainstorming content ideas, I found the easiest thing to do is grab a piece of paper, write the topic content pillar on there, and then just set a timer and write down as many ideas as I can across each separate piece of paper where it relates to a different content pillar. That is a super, super easy way of getting all the ideas out, making sure they fit into your content pillars, and then you can refine them from there. This too can also sort of show you if there's one part of your content pillar system that you're sort of neglecting or not wanting to talk about as much. And then maybe you can think about whether that is the right topic for you to talk about. So I suggest sort of four to five pillars at most. This is really helpful for idea generation because it really helps me focus my thinking and you you might find the same. You're not trying to reach everyone in your marketing or in your business or speak to every single topic that's related to what you do. So having that four or five really niche sort of topics that are unique to you and what you want to talk about can help you 
find more ideas, I think, because you can go deep on those ideas and you're not worried about competing and trying to keep up with what everybody else is talking about. Ultimately, when you are going deep and you're exploring those ideas, that should help build the no like trust factor that we know helps with sales in your audience. And it's also going to help position you as sort of the go-to person in that field or niche for your audience. They will come to you when they want information about a certain thing. But content pillars are also really helpful for your audience. So I want you to think about if you've ever followed someone online and after following them for a little while, you realize that the stuff they talk about just isn't relevant to you. So you unfollow that's fine. As I say, we sort of want people to unfollow us because that's a good way of making sure that the people we're speaking to are aligned with us and our brand and our values and might go on to work with us or buy from us in the future. So having content pillars to refine what you're speaking about makes it much easier for people to identify what you're talking about online and it can show them straight away whether you're the right fit for them. So they can either follow you and get helpful content from you, or they can find someone who's better suited to them and more aligned with their wishes. So if you go really deep on your pillar topics, you can start to show your audience that they can trust you and you're not just flinging the most basic information their way, not just putting out what they can easily find on Google. So hopefully I've convinced you of the value of content pillars. Now, how the hell do you work them out? Well, you may have previously seen people talking about generic content pillars for social media, for example, like education, inspiration, or promotion. I do love bringing these into my planning, but for me, those things, whether it's you know educating someone, whether it's inspiring someone or promoting something particular, that falls under sort of the purpose of the post for me rather than the content pillars. They go together, but it's not something that's unique to your business. So when we talk about content pillars, we want something that is unique to you and your business, but it does not have to be complicated. So give yourself half an hour. You can do this quite quickly. Before you begin though, make sure you know who your audience is and you can have different target audiences for different aspects of your content, as well as like an overarching target audience or target client. That's fine. So once you know that, sit down and think about too, if you have two places where you have long form content, you could also come up with separate content pillars for each, but it's probably ideal if you have the same ones across all your platforms. They can also overlap, but one might be a little bit more streamlined maybe. So that's what I try to do with the blog and the podcast, but they're not so radically different that you can't recognize they're part of my overall brand. So get some paper and set a timer for you know 10 15 minutes and think about everything you talk about or want to talk about in your online content just throw it all out there anything that you think you want to cover in your marketing or in future offers that could relate to things you need to market so then set yourself another timer look at those lists and narrow the list down to three to five overarching topics or pillars you think can be part of your brand long term and really align with your values the thing is you don't want to be super specific you want to be able to sum it up in a word or a phrase so make sure they relate to your products, services, values, and passions as well. 
And then once you have those three to five content pillars, you can start to plan some content by, like I said, even splitting up each pillar to a piece of paper and just writing down all the ideas that come to you. So let's look at some examples of how this could work for both product and service-based businesses. First example I have is an artist who sells greeting cards and decorative prints. So they could look at creating gift guides, styling tips for artwork, and behind the scenes details about the design process, as well as customer reviews and photos or what it's like to run a creative business. So example number two is a digital marketer who sells courses and mentors one-to-one. -one. And they could focus on sharing digital marketing basics for beginners, tips and advice related to the topic of their courses or future offerings and industry updates. Example three is a personal trainer who coaches online. So they could share tips for home workout equipment, form and technique corrections, basic at-home workouts and body positivity slash anti-diet culture opinions. And my fourth example is a Squarespace website designer who can share platform-specific how-tos, advice on building a great DIY website, SEO tips, and how to use your website with other marketing tools. So I hope that helps give you a few ideas of how you can sum up what you can do. We're looking at the broad banner that all your content can fit under, the main topics that you will be focusing on in your content. Like I said, it's gonna make things easier for you to plan, but it's also gonna make things easier for people to know that you're the one to follow or not. So for example, I can share my updated content pillars with you. They are create authentic and engaging content, creativity and mindset, your unique marketing strategy, and inspired content planning. And I think that they better reflect what I'm doing right now in business, but they could change in the future. So I'd be really interested to hear from you over on Instagram. You can send me a DM. I'm at word by word storytelling. I would love to know what your content pillars are and if you have either changed them or got some for the first time after listening to this episode. So let's just sort of recap everything in this quick little episode. Content pillars are simply thematic groupings of your key marketing topics. They're gonna to help you know what to focus on so you can plan ahead and be really clear about what you do and how you help people. Pillars should be unique to your business, your values and your products or services. And they can work with things like purpose to connect with people, to convert them to customers, or to create something that can be shared in educational form. Your pillars can and will evolve as your business grows and pivots as well. So there you have it. I would absolutely love to know if you have got new content pillars after this episode. Let me know what they are and how this episode helped you. You can send me a DM. I'm at word by word storytelling on Instagram. And of course, don't forget that you can ask a question to be answered in future episodes of the podcast. All going to plan next week's episode will be all about content planning. And that will be in response to a great question that I got about how far ahead to plan content and some tips for that. So if you have something, anything about content, about your marketing strategy, about creativity, any of those content pillars I mentioned earlier, head to the link in the show notes where you can 
submit a question. It can be anonymous if you want, or you can share your Instagram handle. Um, And yeah, there's no such thing as a silly question or something that's too basic. Based on some other questions I've got as well, I am hoping to do a series on SEO and blogging in October, which will be taking you through all the basics of SEO, what you actually need to know and pay attention to and worry about and how you can start doing that on your website. And as I said at the start, hopefully next week, I'll be able to record with my snazzy new microphone, which will be very fun. It's the first sort of big upgrade I've made to my podcasting equipment in like the five years I've been podcasting. So it feels very fun to do that now. And I'm very excited to bring you more episodes of the podcast. And if you are feeling really stuck with your marketing at the moment or with your sales or your content, then don't forget there's also the Refresh Your Content free email series that is running anytime. It's an evergreen challenge. You will start getting the emails as soon as you sign up. It'll be the day, the next day you'll get the first email in the series. There's no time limit on it. And that is five days of prompts to help you refresh your content as the name suggests and feel a little bit more joyful about it, feel like it's a little bit more aligned and hopefully that makes selling easier as well. This could be the perfect time coming into the festive season too if you've been feeling a little bit out of whack with everything just to sort of get your mojo back a little bit. So the link to that is also in the notes for this episode. Thank you again for listening and I hope that this was helpful. I'll be back in your ears next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at wordbywordstorytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.
So if you feel like you haven't got content pillars yet, then take time to work through some of these steps and you can figure some out quite easily. But remember that your content pillars can change over time because your business is going to change and evolve slightly over time. These are not set in stone. They're just a way for you to organize and plan your content. These are not set in stone. They're just simply a way for you to organize your content and plan in a really logical and simple way. And you never have to share with your audience what those content pillars are. It can just be purely as a planning device for you, or you can use it to have categories on your website, for example. If you do already have content pillars, have a think about whether they're still working for your business or if it's time to maybe shake things up. Like I said, I did this recently just tweaked things slightly. 